everybody, and welcome to the seventh episode of Podful of Sunshine. I'm Diana. I'm Greg. Lucky seven. I was just going to say that. Lucky number seven. Hopefully it is lucky because every week we see our numbers grow and grow. And I mean, I mean, not by a lot, but by a little. So maybe number seven is where it's at to make it just go kaboom. Go like boom. I wonder who these seven people are. I mean, they must no, 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 really not like seven. Us. Seven's our episode. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, these people that are listening to us, seven's just an awesome number. So we have to say seven. Yeah, I know who some of them are, but some of them I don't know who they are. So, but every week, like we increase by a few, and I don't know. It's just very exciting. So, um, yeah. So maybe this one will just be the one that goes kaboom, like I just said, kaboom. Yeah, kaboom. You know, <laughs> kaboom is really good. It's like good because it's, you know, the 4th of July is coming up and with fireworks, oh. kaboom. Kaboom. You know? I, 4th of July, kaboom, episode 7. It all makes sense now. <laughs> all right, so I first want to just address and apologize for our audio last week. And I'm sure maybe none of y'all realized. I just realized when, because I re-listen when the episode drops Monday mornings and I listen at work, but when I have my headphones in at work, I only have one in. And that's when I realized that, oh my God, I'm in one ear and Greg's in the other. And I just like panicked and I wanted to cry. And then my brother's like, well, I'm listening from a speaker and it sounds fine because, you know. It does sound fine. She probably was just being over. Concerned. I wasn't being over concerned because I was I was in the left you were in the right and so it sounded weird if you only had one in like well what, th- that's why they make two you put two in your ears yes but I can't have two in at work because I have to have one ear open in case someone's like needs me so they could tap you on the shoulder say hey miss they could but so like I was obviously really I was upset about the audio but then like I was listening to other podcasts I listen to, some big and some small. But what made me feel better is that I was listening to, there's actually two in particular that they're kind of big podcasts. And one of them, I mean, I am only on the first like three episodes. So they are probably like us and they've learned and they've fine tuned stuff. So I don't know what their audio sounds like now. But those first few, I was listening in my ride to work and it was horrible because I couldn't hear the other people on the mic, the other microphone. So I like felt better knowing that they were having audio issues as well, but yet they're still thriving and actually they've gotten really big. And there's another one that I was listening to and their audio just was not great, but it didn't stop me from listening because I love the podcast. So I'm hoping that you listeners are going to be in the same boat and just stick with us until we figure out this audio issue i mean last night i was literally testing our microphones for well over an hour and i still don't have it figured out she's a whole bunch cuckoo yeah i mean just testing it by herself there was nobody here with her i mean she was like hello in this microphone hello in this microphone and i I wish i would have been here to see it (laughs) I mean, it just... <laughs> well, to be fair, Blake did help me once, and that's when I realized the difference in the microphone. Like, I feel like the two microphones that we have, like, one's better than the other, and it's just pissed me off, because I don't... All the settings are the same. Like, I even went and looked at the settings, and... They're the same. 
microphone. They came from the same the place. Same exact microphones from the same exact place. The settings are set exactly the same. However, one is louder than the other. And I don't understand why. But maybe for Christmas, Santa will bring me a podcasting thing that I see on Amazon that is more expensive than I'm willing to spend right now, especially since this is just a hobby of ours. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, you never know what the could be under the Christmas tree. Yeah, well, so. Christmas is six months away, so we will see. So, how was your week, Greg? Oh, my week was good. I worked. It's hot this week at work. I work outdoors, so it's very hot and the rain. Not fun, you know. My pants start to stick to my legs and and you have to put dry shampoo on your balls and ass i don't put it on my ass but i this week this week it didn't work so i don't know if it's i thought it was a trend i thought it was something that hey this is gonna work everybody's gonna be doing it and guess what it didn't work this week well maybe it didn't work just because it's extra fucking hot this week like summer is here summer in florida has arrived and it it's sucks. like desert. Uh, it's not like desert because it's raining, but like it's hot and sticky and just gross. So gross. Gotta love it. Yeah. Gross can be. Do you want to ask me how my week was? Yeah. How was your week? I do know a little bit about your week, but let's hear more. <laughs> my week, it was not good. It was a rough week. It was a dark week. Um... Please don't mess with your microphone. Um, So there's just so much shit going on that I have anxiety naturally anyway. But I feel like the past few weeks has been even worse. And this week was just a really dark week. And so my anxiety is like top notch. And it just sucks. Like I hate feeling like this. I hate feeling... Anyone that has anxiety or depression issues knows how I'm feeling. But I did see this thing on Twitter today, this morning, as my anxiety started all over again. Because once you wake up, the anxiety starts all over again. I mean, there's just so much, like, shitty news going on locally, nationally, internationally. Like, I feel like sometimes, like, I don't understand how... Our world is going to survive. It's going to survive. Um, I don't know how it's going to survive. It's going to survive. It, yeah. This is how it goes. We'll be great and we'll love it. Well, I'm not loving it so much right now. Well, who loves it right now? There's like 30% of people that are loving it right now. But I did see this thing on Twitter and it was exactly what I need to see this morning. So it's from a lady. And her name is at Cindy Otis underscore. And she is a former CIA military analyst. And so... Sounds special. I mean, so she dealt with the most fucked up, the most disturbing stuff that probably like you and I and the rest of the country and the rest of the world were clueless about while her and her team are dealing with it. So this is what she wrote. Today seems like the right time to do a thread. And if you don't know, a thread is on Twitter when you just go on and on and on and you just thread it. It's like this long post. But Twitter, you only have like 280 characters. So they Didn't just... Didn't they up that? They upped it from 140 to 280. 
Oh. So when you thread is when you keep responding to yourself. So it just makes basically one long post. So she wrote, um, I've been thinking about for a while on how to handle the seemingly never-ending deluge of depressing and disturbing news. My tips are based on my time as a CIA military analyst in which I dealt daily with disturbing content. There are several risks to be an overload of disturbing slash negative content. One, complacency. Becoming so used to deluge that it all starts to seem normal. Yep, check. I'm there. Like, even the bad stuff, I don't even really get surprised anymore. Two, paralysis. That is being so overwhelmed you can't figure out what to do or how to move forward. Yep, sounds about right. Three, crisis perspective. You get trapped in the breaking news cycle where everything seems like a potentially world-ending crisis to you. Check. Been feeling that as well this week. Four, depression slash PTSD. You don't have to be on the front line of a war to have either or both. Disturbing content is absolutely a trigger. There are also serious physical consequences to living a negative content overloaded life. I have a colleague who didn't know he had stage four brain cancer because his symptoms were the same as our very stressful careers. Exhaustion, random fevers, stress, and dizziness. So what do you do? First, I strongly urge you to not ignore the news slash current events. Ignorance is one reason we have this society. It won't make the problems go away and contributes nothing to their solving. Now that that's established, here's how to make it easier to handle. One, take action. Volunteer for food pantry, canvas for political candidates, donate to an NGO. I'm not quite sure what that is. This lady's really talking a lot. I mean, she's really threading. This is a thread. Oh, it's a massive thread, and we're not even done yet. Visit a sick friend. Seriously, service of some kind in your community lets you be a part of solutions. You will see results when otherwise you'd feel helpless. Two, conversely, for those who may take tip number one to the extreme... Know that you alone can't save the world. Accept your limits. You aren't a 7-Eleven. You can't always be open. At the end of every day when I reached my limit, I silently told myself I'd done what I can today. Note repeating that to myself did not stop me from feeling like I could have done more for most days. But it was important to tell myself anyway because I am a human. We are human. It's good we feel things. Three, research before panicking. I feel like this is something that I really need to do more of. She wrote, easier said than done, but everything will seem like crisis slash earth ending if you don't know what has slash hasn't happened before. If it has happened before, it can be hugely comforting to know how it was resolved. Thank you for just burping in that microphone. Uh, nobody even heard it. <laughs> oh, I bet it got picked up. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, okay. Keep your mind on your thing. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm trying to, but you just fucking belched in the microphone. All right. <laughs> if it has happened before, it can be hugely comforting to know how it has resolved and slash or what might happen next. Four, get up and move. Put the phone away, turn off the TV, log out of Twitter, go for a walk, sit outside, get some coffee, call a friend. CIA is full of people walking the building with a colleague slash friend. There's a reason. Our brains and bodies need breaks from stressful content. And I think I've been doing pretty good at that. Like, we don't watch news very much. However, I'm on Twitter a lot, and I feel like that's where I get a lot of my, like, disturbing news. Even some of the podcasts that I listen to is just, like, very energy draining. Like, there's 
even this week, like when I was just like at my max, like for feeling so shitty, like I deleted some of the podcasts. Like I couldn't even listen to them because I just couldn't take any more. So I feel like I need to do a better job at that. Maybe not get on Twitter. Yeah, stay away. Yeah. Bad news. It's not good. And you should just stay away from that stuff. I don't like when you're all stressed out. Yeah. And anxiety and blah, blah, blah. Take a Xanax. I've been taking them every day. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. not helped. Um, Five, set rules. Because of my work at CIA, I had a rule. I only read fiction at home. I had enough reality at work. In the civilian world, I set blocks of time each day where I turn everything off. No news or social media. Let yourself recharge so you can keep fighting later. Yeah, I feel like I kind of do that, but then I feel like I don't do enough of that. Six, avoid dark holes. I'm sure this, there's a joke to be made about that. It's easy to get sucked into the swirl of bad news. You watch a gruesome YouTube video and the next one is all queued up to play right after. Focus on one issue at a time. Deal with it before moving on. Yeah, deal with it. Yeah. But sometimes there's problems that you can't deal with. Like oh, you're yeah. one person and you can't. I hear you. Number seven, you need fun. When there is suffering, war, despair, etc. around you, it's easy to feel guilty when you have fun, feel happy, have a good meal with friends. You need these things. You will be better able to do good in the world if you let yourself have these things. Eight, talk to someone. Often we curl inward socially when overwhelmed with negative content. And when I read that, I got really emotional because that's what I do. Like, I came home the other day and I used the boys not cleaning the house as an excuse and I just went in my room and crawled up in a ball and just like watched Netflix and went to sleep I was probably asleep before seven o'clock like because there's not yeah you were miserable there's just so much going on internally and it's like I feel like nobody cares and so it's like I'm just gonna like and there's also times when I get to the point like what's the fucking point like why am I fighting so hard for certain things and it's not working what's the point and so i do i shut down emotionally i put up that wall and i just try i mean i drank a freaking greg's last beer <laughs> that night before i went to bed yeah i really wanted it when i got home i was sad <laughs> i was like uh oh, it'll be there when i get home i'll drink it just one that's all i wanted was one beer sam's summer ale mm. used to be one of my favorites it's all right but I was going to drink the hell out of it. It was gone. Well. But she needed it. My anxiety thanks you. She needed it. (laughs) I hope she drank drank it after she took her Xanax, though, because that probably made her feel a lot better. I sure did. That's why I washed my Xanax down with. (laughs) Oh, yeah. See? See, that's what Uh, we're talking about. One of the great things at CIA was that everyone else knew what you were going through. Whether it's therapy or talking to a person, talking helps. None of this is easy. I got burned out a lot in my career, and many days recently I felt overloaded by the barrage. I'm sure you have too. Amen, sister. But you and I can't check out. We can't give up and we need to stay engaged, but we can't do that if we get overloaded. Keep going. And that was the end of her thread. That was long. I mean, like, she really went on there. She must be really feeling It pain. was long. She's feeling what a lot of people in the world are feeling. Like, despair, hopelessness. Like, and that's what I feel like. I feel like... I feel like I'm living a documentary in like 50 years from now and it's just something that 
it's just fucking with my head. It makes me scared. Makes me nervous. Like, no, I mean, there's scared. so many like fucked up. I mean, I'm not even talking just politics. I'm talking like a fucking road rage where a guy not only killed the driver of the other car but killed her kid. I'm talking about like. Just all these horrible stories that are just fucking with my head. It makes you think that we are fucked as a society. And I'm just, I, I can sometimes tune it out. But this week in particular, I just, I couldn't tune it out. And I tried. It's rough. You should uh, try to tune it out because it's bullshit. It doesn't, it's, but it's. I mean, I just literally, like, I don't take Xanax very often. I usually only have to take it for the, the week before my period. <laughs> Sorry, TMI listeners. But I took one probably about five out of seven days this week. I just, I can't, I don't, I'm just speechless. And I don't know how to be hopeful right now for our society, for our world, for our country, for it all. But reading her thread kind of made me, like, give me some tips. I need to of Twitter. I'm already off Facebook. I got, gave up Facebook long ago. And honestly, during these times, I'm so thankful I don't have fucking Facebook. A lot of good things on Facebook, though. Lots of pictures. You're supposed to reconnect with people on Facebook. I don't want to reconnect with people. You know what? Because half those people I realize I don't even like when you I do don't like Facebook. them. So you don't I don't like want to reconnect. If they mean enough to me, like we text and we'll Snapchat and that. And we respect your privacy at Facebook. They don't respect your privacy. They sell it. Oh. Don't get me on a tangent. <laughs> Greg just like poked the bear right there. Nice try, Greg. I'm not falling for it. <laughs> uh, so I did try to take uh, one of her little tidbits of advice. And on Wednesday, I went to Bush Gardens. I went to Bush Gardens on a work night. And for those of you who don't know me, I don't do shit on work nights or school nights. But I did. I friggin' got off work and brought the kids to Bush Gardens, and we were out till about 11, 10, we left Bush Gardens around 10 o'clock, got home around 11, and holy shit, I was freaking tired the next day. I don't know how people, like, survive, like, Greg, how do you survive on minimal hours of sleep? Because you don't sometimes, like, especially on the weekends, you don't get full eight hours. Well, I just fall asleep early, and then... I'll fall asleep on the couch for little naps, and I'll get in and be like, wow, you're sleeping. <laughs> Sorry, I worked 13 hours the last two days in a row. Or I'll have worked like 30 hours in three days. and So you do get your sleep out. But I get my sleep. Noted. I get my sleep when I'm off. Like, if I don't have to work, I'll sleep. I mean, so I went to Bush Gardens, and that next day... I mean, not to mention that the next day, like, I feel like shit. Yeah, she was on a, a rampage the next day. I feel like shit just hit the fan, like, news-wise, and I was tired. But I have a girlfriend, and she literally, every night, if she gets five hours of sleep, she's lucky. And I'm like, I cannot fun. I need my solid eight hours. Like, if I don't get eight hours, I'm useless. That next day, I barely did work. Like, I did a little bit, but... What were you doing all day at work? Um, probably getting sucked down those black holes of news things that they uh, told me yeah. not to do. Twitter and Facebook, stay away. Now, to be fair, I also have a Kindle book on my phone that I did read. So Kindle, that's good, yeah. But let me tell you something fun. Here's something fun. 
I don't remember if I told you this or if I was like, I'm going to save it for the podcast. But do you know what my boss is doing next week? I don't think I told you this and I'm really No, I wanted to hear about it. I thought he was going to do something cool. And he might be doing something cool, but I'm thinking it's probably going to be something not cool. It's totally not quote unquote cool, but it's so cool because nobody does this. Oh, it is cool then if it's so, so it's not cool, but it is cool. He and his wife and a bunch of friends took next Thursday and Friday off and they are going to a board game convention in Orlando. So they're going to play board games all week long? Yeah, all weekend long. And how freaking, first of all, it made me think of How I Met Your Mother because Marshall loves making board games and Lily's dad likes to invent board games. And I'm sure Lily's dad went to board game conventions too, but he's like, so my boss is telling about it. He's like, I know it sounds really nerdy and don't make fun of me. And I was like, and he also in the previous like few years has made his own, like he built his own like video game. Like, he's a gamer. And so, yesterday when I was leaving work, and I was like, all right, well, I'm off Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, and you're off Thursday and Friday, so I won't see you to next week. So, since I won't see you, have fun at your board game convention. And he kind of just, like, chuckled, and I was like, and I realized that I can't say that without (laughs) sounding sarcastic, but I mean, (laughs) like, it really does sound a little bit fun. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Greg's it does. At me. I mean, what are they playing Monopoly all day long? Are they making no. their own board games? I mean, maybe it does sound. It sounds interesting. I would be interested to see see how that would go. I mean, it might be fun. Um, I think they aren't. It's not Monopoly per se, but it's also not board- Marsh Gaming. Maybe <laughs> no, but it's also not board games that people have invented and are bringing here like they're out on the market and then he was telling me he was all excited he had gotten this brand new board game and it was kind of like battleship but you needed eight people to play and one person's in charge of mapping and the other person's in charge of file firing the missiles and the other person is in charge of something and he's explaining it and he's getting all excited and then like i'm just looking at him like <laughs> really so there's Eight people playing this game? Four on one team, four on the other. So it's like a four-person battleship. I don't even know eight people that would want to play a board game I with me. No, I'm like, God, I'm like, you have a lot of friends. That's really nice, though. <laughs> I like that. I but it just, like, time. made me love my boss even more because I'm like, I'm sorry. Even though it's a little nerdy, it's a lot nerdy, but, I mean, it's something that I would totally be down with. Like, going to a board game convention sounds a little bit fun to me. It does sound fun. Y'all should have went to Vegas, though. But that little bit, uh, a tidbit made me love him even more. Can you scoot up closer to the microphone? You don't need to be, like, super close, but thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Diana. She's nuts. So, we haven't done this yet, and I really want, we haven't done this for a few weeks, but I really want to make a soundboard for it, but obviously this week I was not. She was not cool this week. It's not in the fucking mood, so... Um, she would have ate you for breakfast if you would have came over here. Now back away a little bit. <laughs> Greg hates me right now because like he has the microphone that's very loud. And so I'm just watching the lines and I'm like, oh, back away, back away. <laughs> I just want to get one of those microphones that you have like a little headset and you're like I talk into like an airplane control person. Yeah, I want one too. Because then I can say, 
Diana, I haven't moved my face away from the microphone. I'm talking the same way I would normally talk. For Christmas, Christmas. Santa will hook us up. He will hook us up. He'll bring, okay. bring it down our chimney. Stop. Okay. So. <laughs> God, oh, I love is. you. There's the laugh. Just, I wish you guys could see the look he's giving me. He's just like, oh my God, Diana, like. What a fucking look. We're just having this awesome podcast, and she's all like, yo, this because sounds he's... not good. I'm, you're, you, I, I can tell already, even though I'm not listening I mean, to I, it. Because I can see the lines on my computer monitor. That's why. Like, And they're like really bold and thick, and that's not good. Because I project. I have a good projecting that's voice. Why, and that's... and it's, it's good to have a good projection. So, okay. All right, let's just carry on. Carry on. Oh, fuck it. Lost my spot. Oh That's my god. Good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I want to get to annoyances of the week. And I should have prepped you for this. Do you have an annoyance of the week? I'm sure you do. Or do you want me to go first? You, you go first. Okay. So I have two of them because, mm. you know, I was in rare freaking form this week. So I have many annoyances. The first one is when we were at Bush Gardens, we sat down to eat and there were fucking seagulls like coming at you from every one direction and you know this is their universe too they can fly around well first of all bush gardens put those strings up so they don't come in because we're in a covered area and a seagull literally was like taking food out of people's hands and i've had that happen before and it ain't cool but anyway so my like just don't thing is to taurus when you come to florida just don't feed the seagulls because they are parasites and they will friggin' suck your blood if you let them and they become more obnoxious every time you feed them and they become more less scared unless so, you feed them with that stuff that makes them blow up you could do that if you want if you want to feed them alka-seltzer do that that's for it. fine but stop feeding the seagulls because it's not cool and all us locals are going to punch you in the face every time you do it. So that's Diana's term this weekend. She was going to punch a driver in the face <laughs> earlier today. I just feel like punching people in the face this week, apparently, and I'm part of the problem. I'm not part of the solution. You could be the solution. That's not the solution. My second one is I went into Valdiano's, which is a um, local pizza place, and I ordered pizza. And while I sat and waited, I asked for some wine. And but they show you the wine that they have. That's like all right, and they they had fucking red wine in the refrigerated case. And I'm like, do you have any red wine that's not refrigerated? Because if you're a true wino, you don't drink refrigerated red wine. That's disgusting. He's like, um, I don't think so. I'm like. Well, then never mind. I don't want your wine. But luckily they had some out back that they brought me, which honestly wasn't even the kind that I wanted. But dear restaurants, do not refrigerate red wine. Red wine is supposed to be served room temperature. Rosés and white wine are supposed to be refrigerated. And unless you want an angry wino on your hands that's already had a hell of a week, then don't do it. She is angry about that shit. We, I believe we, I don't, I'm not a bartender, but I believe we refrigerated one of our red wines when we're storing it. But once it's open, we, um, we, uh, 
keep it out, but they go quick. So, but I don't know why. Don't refrigerate it at all. Like you ruin it. it. Like I have drank refrigerated red wine before, and it's just like it just tastes flat. Maybe some people. I don't know. Yeah, you know who likes refrigerated red wine? People that don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's true. You lose all the tannins, right, when you <laughs> when it, you refrigerate it, and it's like... You do. You gotta let the tannins breathe. You gotta the let them breathe. The refrigerator just takes away from it. Well, I think tannins is when you take the top off and let that breathe. Yeah, and then the refrigerator steals all of the breathing. <laughs> okay, what's your annoyance of the week? Or just don't of the week? Don't drive in the slow lane of the highway. Excuse me? I don't understand. What do you mean? If you're driving slow, drive in the slow lane, not the fast lane. Okay, well, that way to be more specific, because you said don't drive in the slow lane. And I saw a cop post on his Facebook or Twitter account a couple weeks ago that he pulled somebody over that was not going... He was slowing traffic down by being in the fast lane. And I like that. If I was a cop, that's all I would do. Mm-hmm. Because Florida is, that's all, everybody just wants to ride in that left lane. Just ride along, cruise along. And then you better hope it doesn't rain when you're driving in Florida because it's horrible. Northerners, you think that people can't drive when it's snowing? Come down to Florida and you'll see people lose their shit over rain. And can I just piggyback off that? Sure, let's go ahead. It's fucking people that just drive in the middle lane for no rhyme or reason. It's not like they're passing people in the slow lane. I feel like they just drive in the middle lane because it's luxurious, because you have room on it. It's like people that sleep in the middle of the bed when they can very easily sleep in their own lane. (coughs) Greg. And it's like you have all this room, but you choose the middle lane, even though you're not utilizing the middle lane for its intended purposes. Yeah, that's a good idea. You're right. Everybody should just, you're going to cruise along, drive in the right lane. I remember, I don't know how long ago it was, but Evan Longoria, he was a Tampa Bay Ray. He had tweeted, since when is it a rule that the left lane is for the fast drivers? Um, since forever. Evan, like, and everyone jumped on his shit, jumped on his jock, and, like, told him, like, it's literally law, like... Maybe he should play some more baseball. Focus on baseball, Evan, and not being part of the Tampa Bay Rays. And then figure out how to drive, because left lane is for the fast ones, middle lanes are for the less fast ones, and the right lane is for the slow ones. So, for all of you listening, if you're not abiding by those rules, get off the fucking road. Yeah, get off the road. Sorry, I feel like I kind of hijacked your annoyances, but I'm right there with you. Get off the road. (laughs) All right, so this brings us to our next segment of... Oh, Florida. And we have three this week. The first one is the initial story came out, I don't know what day it was, like Tuesday, and all it was was a video... Of this dude driving down I-95 and he's hanging on to the hood of a car. Oh, I saw the video. That's all I've seen about the story, though. I'm interested. Yeah, and the story, like, had no facts. And that was pissed me off. I'm like, what do you mean there's no facts other than, like, I think the original story was like, oh, this driver, Daniel, caught this car in the left lane with a guy on the hood of the car driving down I-95. I wonder why he was on the hood. Was it like, is it like a sport? Well, if you would let me get to my part, I will let you know. 
Well, let's get to it then. Well, I'm getting to it, but I had to give the backstory. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Daniel caught this on video of this guy riding down on the hood of a car on I-95 going 70 miles an hour. But then the car exited and no one knows what happened. And I'm like, really? That's how you're going to end a fucking story? So, last night, while I was messing with audio for forever... I found the follow-up, and it was the video, along with the man who clinged to the hood of the car, explains why, and he said, no, it wasn't just a stunt. So, we are going to listen to that. Hold on one moment. Stuck on the hood of a speeding car now says the incident all started during a fight with his ex-girlfriend. A driver in Miami-Dade County shot this video. Junior Francis holding onto the car for his life as it reached 70 miles per hour on Sunday. I'm on the 95 now. This is it. She's in the express lane. It doesn't get more than this. Like, this is it. Francis says his ex-girlfriend, Patricia Isidore, needed the car to pick up their five-year-old from a family member, but he needed the car, too. He says she got behind the wheel first, so he decided to hop on the hood to keep her from leaving, but she obviously left anyway. I actually held on like... Okay, and I just So wanna... check it. This guy that's video camera, this is what's wrong with driving, too. The people can just... Yes, this guy is driving along and he's riding along on the hood of his car. But, man, you can't be videotaping it while you're doing 70 miles an hour. I mean, that's unsafe. Excuse me, Greg. I would like to remind you of the time that you were driving down I-4 and you video recorded a car on fire. So you are not one to act all holier than now. Well, the car was on fire and I was doing probably like 35. It was just bumper to bumper. Okay, so if you were driving down I-4 and you saw a guy on the hood of a car, like you wouldn't you taking a video i probably would try to get yeah. a snap of that so shit. i was so confused because like in the video and we're gonna post this on our twitter page at pod full of sunshine no e he just looks so cool calm and collected like you think it's a stunt like he's just like he's just hanging on like not even panicking like just chilling and so i was like surely it's a stunt and then i saw that i was like oh it's just baby mama drama man if he would have got ran over it would have been like boom, boom he would have been just like he just got ran over. It just would have hurt him. All right. So my our second story is the headline is man sent back to jail after not paying for a taxi ride home from jail. Oh, Florida. Oh, Florida. And this is from Melbourne. Where's Melbourne? It's on the East Coast. So authorities say a Florida man was returned to jail shortly after his release because he couldn't pay the taxi driver that took him home from jail. Florida Today reports that 40-year-old Charles Folk was arrested Thursday morning and charged with petty theft. Melbourne police say Folk hailed a taxi outside the Brevard County Jail. Shortly after midnight and after traveling 30 miles to Melbourne, Folk told the driver that neither his sister nor his roommate could help him pay $70 fare. The driver called police. So then the police came and picked him back up, drove him back to jail. Well, I mean, it's shitty that the people from jail don't give this guy a ride home. Okay, well, first of all, I'm going to just disagree with you on the fact that it's not the jail's responsibility. Did he not know he was getting released from jail? Like, and I feel like that's where, like, the lack of facts come in and it, 
that kind of bothers me. Like, what are the, what are the facts? Was he released on jail? Like, had he been in jail for a long time and this was his release date? Or was he, like, he had been arrested and, I don't even know, somehow got out and his family he didn't know? Bail? I mean. Yeah. So, we don't know. So, he took a taxi. A weird-ass story, like. But you would think if you find out you're getting let out, you would call your family member and be like, hey, can you pick me up? If not, hey, I'm going to take a taxi. Do we have the... And also, call Lyft. I'm, Lyft is way cheaper than Uber. You know, I was going to say that too, but then I thought about it. I mean, this guy's just getting out of jail. He probably doesn't have a cell phone with like a Lyft app on it. No. No, yeah, you're probably right about that. I didn't even think about that. But maybe when he was arrested, he had a cell phone. So, I don't know. Who knows? We don't know the story because sometimes these stories are very limited on... It's like an urban legend. Uh, no, it's not an urban legend. Who knows if this story even happened? Well, it happened. It happened. But an urban legend is like bloody same Bloody Mary in the mirror three times. That's an urban legend. This is a new story. You're just thinking if it's true or not. It's true because it actually happened. So, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. I guess I don't know what an urban legend is. Well, I just told you. I know now. All right. Well, this next story is from, and I saved this one for last because, you know, Polk County. It's from <laughs> Oh, we found one from Polk County. Found one from Polk County. And this bitch made national news. Yeah, and I hope hope it was good. The original story. Uh, the original headline's gone because there's been an update since I found it last night. But if you found Jesus, you must give him back. According to Polk County Sheriff's Office, a six foot Jesus statue went missing from a home on Terrace Drive South in Eagle Lake. The home Basically, the homeowner had a six-foot statue of Jesus. Like, uh, Yeah, Jesus, our Savior. <laughs> yes. Someone stole him out of her yard. Poor Apparently, guy. yeah, poor Jesus. Probably, it's not the worst thing that's happened to him. But I mean, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> that's the best laugh you guys have heard on this. I got her good. <laughs> I really did get her good that time. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Oh, I can't even fucking concentrate now. <laughs> okay, so Jesus got. I'm just gonna like read her. I'm just gonna like cut this down because now like I have so much time taken up from laughter. But it's okay. It's good. <laughs> so. This lady put statue Jesus in her driveway because a reconstruction company was going to come pick up to like spruce Jesus up because Jesus apparently needed a makeover. Yeah. Greg, what happens when you put stuff in your driveway? People take it. They People don't even care. take it. I love it. But that's like what you do when you want to get rid of something. You put it in your driveway. People come take it up. Junk sellers. And so then she's all like, oh my God, like someone stole. No, bitch. No one stole Jesus. You put Jesus out in your driveway and someone took him because they thought you didn't want Jesus anymore. So they took your Jesus. However, after the story broke, the missing... First of all, can we talk about a six-foot statue of Jesus? Why... Mm. Yeah, let's talk about it. I mean... Yeah, but I feel like the stuff I want to say is going to be offensive, and I don't know if I... You have to... A six-foot statue of Jesus? What are you doing with that? Like, where is he? Is he in your living room? No, wasn't it a lawn argument or ornament? 
It was probably in their front yard next. To, like we have a palm tree. They had. Their they have Jesus. Jesus. Maybe there was a cross there too. Who knows? Okay, whether or not you have a six foot statue of Jesus or not in your house, whether how much you love Jesus, you put anything at the end of your driveway, it's going to get taken. I remember when we put a recliner at the end of our driveway that was reserved for, I want to say Salvation Army, but I think it was like for particularly like a women's shelter like that supports women that are leaving abusive relationships. So we had like donated this recliner and we knew that people take stuff off your driveway if you don't have a sign on it. So we put a sign on it, do not take, this is for this charity specifically. And then, I mean, we hope that it went to the right place. Hopefully it did. I mean. Anyway, I so someone had seen the news story and realized that they accidentally took Jesus. And they have returned the six-foot statue of Jesus because... They were just doing what everybody does. And I say everybody, and I mean like junk collectors. And they just... How heavy was Jesus? Did they need a forklift to put this... I mean, a six-foot statue of Jesus has got to be heavy. I mean, you got his soul plus the cement that made him. Yeah, the cement's heavy. (laughs) Man, I wonder how much, like, Christian hate we're going to get if they ever (laughs) listen to this. We're just loving on Jesus. Loving on Jesus. He is heavy. Heavy with love. So we have a very short and sweet sports section, and it is dedicated to our beloved Denver Broncos. Go Broncos! Go Broncos! But it's a very sad, sad story. Annabelle Bolin, I think it's Annabelle. Annabelle? Yeah, Bolin I think that's the name. Announces she has Alzheimer's, and her husband, Pat who is the owner of the Broncos, also has Alzheimer's. So she's kind of been like the face and voice since then, and Pat hasn't really been around because he has Alzheimer's, so now they both have Alzheimer's together. And it's like really sad. It is sad. What a sad disease. You just kind of don't remember anything, and it's just like horrible. And then so you watch your husband or your spouse go through it. And then when you're diagnosed with it, knowing like you've seen what it does, like at least when you're kind of going through it, never having experienced it, you're, it's kind of like you don't know what to expect. But now she knows what to expect because she's watched her husband go through it. Yeah. Mm. And that's just, oh, God. So prayers, thoughts, Positive vibes are going out to Annabelle Bolin and her husband, Pat. We had actually, I don't think we were allowed in their suite, but when we went to Denver for opening season two years ago, we did a stadium tour and we got to tour the suites. And I don't think we were allowed in the Bolin suites, but they told us about it. And they literally have an elevator. Yeah, we definitely didn't see their suite. But they have an elevator in their suite that goes from the suite and brings them right down to the field and they can just walk on. Because that, my friends, is what it means to be rich. But having money doesn't stop you from getting Alzheimer's. Go Broncos. That's all you have to say about this? Well, it's just sad. I don't really like to think about stuff like that. I mean, it's like they have lived a good life and, you know... But it's like, now it's like both of them just don't know what's going on. It's like. Well, and I wonder, like, what that relationship, like, is Pat, and I don't know. I like, don't know the facts, but I think Is Pat he's, still at home? Is he cognizant of what's going on? I think he is. How deep into Alzheimer's is she? I don't know. I, I just know that. I think she recently just found out, and I think she wanted to tell everybody, like, yeah. immediately. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
Bronco Spirits to the Broncos owners. Yeah. That's the only uh, sports we have because we are already at 44 minutes and we still have a bunch to do. Do you have any other news that you want to talk about that we're just... Not really, no news. Uh, World Cup time right now. We're watching soccer these days. I love it because it's on at 9 o'clock in the morning, 9.30 in the morning, and it's like huge in the soccer. But it's nice to see some live sports early in the morning. Maybe we should start playing baseball or football at 9 in the morning. Who knows? Oh, it's coming up. It's coming up. So. All right, our next section is, it should be a quick one because it's, it's our unqualified advice unqualified advice with Greg and Diana Ooh, is, did this person write in or is this another one that no, you just found we still haven't had mm. a writer write in so again write in. pod full of sunshine listeners if you need advice call in or not call in but email in it's pod pod full f-u-l of sunshine at gmail.com and we will not use your name we will answer your questions to the best of our ability and it will be great and you can be the very first one do you want to be number one or do you want to be number two number one so much better number one so much better so be our first number two is the first loser be our first advice seeker all right so this is titled best friend is friends with sexual assaulter Last summer, a guy I knew sexually assaulted me. And this is from a 16-year-old female. He's a good-looking guy, so no one really cared when I told people about what happened. And my best friend's only response was, at least he didn't rape you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds sketchy as shit. <sighs> oh, fuck. She's still friends with him, and it makes me really uncomfortable. And I told her this, but she says she can be friends with whoever she wants. And I should try and control her friends. Am I wrong by not wanting them to be friends and to hang out? I'm not trying to be controlling. I just feel if my best friend should respect me more. Okay. I don't even need to read the rest. Girlfriend, dump that fucking bitch. If a friend, if your quote-unquote best friend is still hanging out with the guy who sexually assaulted you. And she goes on later and explains that, like, he kind of forced his hands down her pants and, like, violated her with his fingers. And so, but her best friend's like, I can still be friends with... Fuck her. She's not your friend. That's not a friend. I would never, ever be friends with someone that assaulted my friend sexually, emotionally, mentally or whatsoever so bye-bye and i know it's hard because you're in high school and high school is a whole different world than being an adult but i promise you cutting ties with her now is the, Probably the best thing you can it's do it's the best thing you can do because she's not a real friend and it will be so much healthier for you like mentally knowing because you not only have the sexual assault in your mentality you are also dealing with that your quote-unquote best friend is still remaining friends with him and hanging out with him. So you're, it's like two problems in one. So here, when you cut her off, there's one problem gone. Yeah, get rid of her. I mean, it's not cool. Don't do it. I don't suggest it. Don't suggest what? I feel like sometimes you just say words that you think are... Oh, no, I, I just don't suggest what this one person did to this girl. It's not cool. I mean, it's not 
acceptable. No, it's not acceptable. Okay. Boys, young boys, if you're listening, do not shove your hands down anybody's pants, up anybody's shirt. Don't do it. Don't do it. You idiot. I swear to God, I would kill my kids if I ever fucking found out that they... Oh, Okay. So that is the end of unqualified advice. It's short, it's sweet, because it's a no-brainer. So we don't even have to, like, dive into that. What the fuck? So this is the part of the program where we would do our what the fuck segment, but because my brain has been mind-fucked all week with what the fuck stories, we're not going to do it. We're not doing it. We need warm and fuzzy stories that are going to make us feel good, Stop moving the microphone. We need stories that are going to make us feel good and warm and fuzzy and forget for a moment that we are living in this world that can be so cruel. And dark. And dark. So, the first one I found also on Reddit. If, hey, if I haven't mentioned how awesome Reddit is... Go to Reddit because it's freaking yeah, awesome. You should go there. And this is not just America or Florida specific. This one comes to us. Where is it from? It's from the um, the Britain. <laughs> I don't think they call it the Britain. I know. It's, the, 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 I know it's not called the Britain. But the United <laughs> Kingdom, maybe? Where the fuck is this from? Or, Does it say? It's somewhere from across the pond. Across the pond, I mean. Okay. <laughs> we'll just call it the Britain because it's funny. So it's the headline is students raise $2,000 to send quote unquote jolly janitor on vacation. That's really nice of them. I know. This is the moment a cleaner at a British. Huh, there we go. See the Britain. British University broke down in tears after students raised $2,063 to send him and his wife to Jamaica on vacation to see family. Herman Gordon, who has worked at Bristol University for more than a decade, is described as one of the most loved members of its cleaning staff. He is so well-liked, a group of students raised money to give him a holiday. Holiday? I I love that they say holiday. It is nice. It's not like... Christmas as a holiday or Thanksgiving as a holiday, they call their vacation a holiday, which yeah. it, it is a holiday. It is. I like it. So we're going to listen to this video, and um, you're not going to be able to understand some of the words because I couldn't even understand some of the words. It's but just it's gibberish. One of, but that's the great thing about these type of videos is that you don't even need to understand what they're saying to grasp the concept of the thankfulness of this gentleman and the love on both sides. And this is what our world needs. We need more love, less hate, and let's send people to Jamaica. There's a song about that. I forget what it's called. I think Michael Jackson sang it. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. (laughs) A little gift. We'd like you to open it. Immediately starts crying. This is from all the students at Bristol University. <laughs> no, I'm not going but you know, what's the thing like this? You know that somebody loves you. Man. Come here. 
God bless man. God bless. God bless you. God bless you. I want to say thank you for everything what you done. And God bless every one of you. Okay. <laughs> Poor guy. He's so happy. Are you teary-eyed? Cause I could be a little teary-eyed, but I'm not. Sure as fuck am. Like, I wish it, we're gonna post this on our Twitter page, also at Podful of Sunshine, no e on our Twitter page, and you can tell he's a guy that works hard and doesn't have extra money for other stuff because he's missing teeth. But the fact is, he continues to rise and grind every day. And it does not go unnoticed, and his students repaid him at the very least that they can do. And um, this kind of reminds me of there is this gentleman that works at my office. He makes us coffee. And He's he is, the coffee maker. He, and he is great, and he went through cancer, and we all came together and paid his medical bills. I also remember during um, Hurricane Irma after Irma hit running into him and him saying that you know I mean he's probably in his 70s and he was trying to clean up branches and some guy stopped by was like hey do you need help and he's like yeah I could use help and the guy's like okay I'll charge you like a hundred bucks to clean all this up it's like are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's at, not nice. In a time of need, like a dire need, after a hurricane strikes, no one has power. We're just trying to freaking get back to normalcy, and you're gonna try and charge him a hundred bucks. And so I just like hugged him, and I go, and I gave him my phone number. I was like, call me this weekend, and me and my family will be over to clean your yard. And he said that he will never forget that, and he. And I, you know, try to be all cool and, you know, badass at work. But he, like, likes to tell everybody that story. And I'm like. That's a cute story to tell, though. Yeah, but I'm like, come on, man. I got a reputation of being a bitch. Like, don't ruin it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But I would do anything for that man. And I'm glad to see that that reciprocates across the pond. Um, another story is, did you know Toys R Us is closing? Yeah, because all of us stopped shopping there. Because we have Amazon.com. Um, yeah, so Toys R Us, yesterday was their last day of their doors being open. Can't tell you the last time I've been to a Toys R Us. We didn't have Toys R Us in Maine. We had KB Toys, which is probably a branch of... I don't think it is, but I know what I've... I've heard of KB Toys. Um... But do you know that one store in North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina, they closed a day early. Do you know why? I think I heard this. Didn't some guy, like, buy all the toys? He sure did. Some mysterious. He didn't, which makes him even more awesome because he didn't want the recognition for it. He bought a million dollars worth of toys. That's and, nice of him. And distributed them to the local kids in the community. What a nice guy. I know. Well, it could be a woman. Oh, oh yeah. It, it didn't could be say a, if it was a man or a woman. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. And I may have said man, too, so I could have been just as guilty of that. All right, and our last warm and fuzzy feeling of the day is this cat that really wanted its owner's salt. Okay. It's and I just gross. I just don't stop and say, I hate cats, but this video literally made me laugh this morning. Like, laugh out loud, laugh. And I hate cats. But it's a cat that really wanted its owner's salt and vinegar chips. And it wasn't going to stop. So I'm going to also post this video on our Twitter page. Again, at Podful of Sunshine Noe. 
And I'm going to play the video. It's a six second video, so it won't take long. And you can hear that the cat does not like salt and vinegar chips. Stop, you're not gonna like it. Oh. <laughs> oh <my>. Dumb cat. <laughs> There's nothing I love more than a cat that, I don't know, sucks and doesn't listen when it should because cats don't listen. Sorry, bitches. sorry to all you cat lovers out there. You're either a cat person or a dog person. I'm obviously not a cat person. All right. We are about to wrap up this podcast, which means one thing. It is time for Boys Tell a Joke. All right. We are joined here with our two fabulous boys, Blake and Gavin. Blake is our newly aged 11-year-old, and he is going to go first. Blake? Um, why are sports stadiums so cold? Why? Because all the fans. <laughs> That's a good one, Blake. I like that. Uh, High five. Yeah. yeah. Good one. I don't know. Did you? Let's say it again, though, if you didn't. Who knows? No, you haven't done that one yet, so... All right, you ready? All right, and remember to pause between the joke and the punchline, okay? It gives it a little bit of uh, anticipation. You got it? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Gavin. What do you call a dinosaur that's sleeping? What do you call a dinosaur that's sleeping? I don't know. What? A dinosaur. A dinosaur. All right. High five to that. I like that, Gavin. Thank you. Oh, those are great jokes. Do you have any jokes? Well, I'm not much of a jokester. I, I was, I really meant to get one for this week, but you know, bad week, so yep. fuck jokes. <laughs> Why did the chicken cross the road? Okay, you did this. Why? To get to the other side. <laughs> you literally said that two weeks ago. I know. Okay. It's only joke. You're I just know. sticking with what you know. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody, that wraps up this week. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. That's at Podful of Sunshine, no E. We can also be found on Instagram at Podful of Sunshine. Our website is www.podfulofsunshine.com. And once again, it's P O D F U L of Sunshine. Give us a uh, give us a like. Check out our Instagram, you know. And send us an email with your advice questions. That's uh, podful of sunshine at gmail.com. We have a lot of advice to give. Please share our podcast. Tell a friend about our podcast. Um, tweet, share, Facebook, all about our podcast so that people will want to listen because, I mean, we're f- pretty fucking funny. We want everybody to listen to our podcast. Yeah. Unless you get offended by swearing, if that's the case. Sorry. I had someone, um, a dear co-worker and i love her right to death she's like i like your podcast but you say the f word too much and i'm like well i'll try and tone it down but i just can't fuck that i can't i say fuck like it's a comma so um if you don't like the f word then this is not the podcast for you and i won't be offended if you don't listen but, but tell your friends but tell your friends who do like the f word that we're pretty fucking funny because cool, we yeah. are All right, we'll see y'all next week. Bye, y'all. See you later. Adios.